We're glad you're listening to Rama for Today. You see, I was born, I intended to give you my testimony tonight, and God led me a different way. But I was born 58 years ago this past August in the city of McKinney, Texas, born prematurely, born with a deformed heart, never ran, never played like other little children, never jumped, never laughed. I didn't have anything to laugh about, nothing to laugh about. I'm afflicted. I can't run, I can't jump, and then I gotta die, the doctor said. 15 years old, became totally bed fast, and 17 long months on the bed of affliction. 16 months almost to my 17th birthday on the bed of affliction you see on the bed of sickness and disease my body became practically totally paralyzed and my blood was the color of a pale orange one of the five doctors said I had an incurable blood disease if you didn't have the heart condition if you didn't have the paralysis this incurable blood disease alone would prove to be fatal to you just go down the middle of the road and stay ready to go well I was ready to go as far as being saved was concerned you're listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagen on El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough. The Lord Jesus Christ himself said to us in the 16th chapter of Luke's Gospel, and began reading with the 19th verse, there's a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fed sumptuously every day. And there's a certain beggar named Lazarus laid at his gate full of sores, designed to be fed from the crumbs that fell on his table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores, and the beggar died, and the angels carried him away to Abraham's bosom. And the rich man died and was buried, and in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue for I'm tormented in these flames and Abraham said son remember that thou in thy lifetime receive a good things uh, and now thou art tormented likewise Lazarus evil and he is comforted besides this there's a great gulf fixed between you and us so that they would come from hence to thence cannot neither can they come from there to hence then he said I pray thee father Abraham that you'd send Lazarus back to there for I have five brethren that they might repent so that they'll not come to this place of torment now this this portion of scripture has been slobbered over spit on uh, more than any other kind of scripture in the world but my mother sister it's not a parable a, a, a man with one eye and half sense would know better than to call this a parable because in every parable Jesus said uh, so and so's lacking under so and so here he didn't say that so and so's lacking under anything he just simply said there was a certain you couldn't use the word certain in a parable because the word certain means for sure this way and no other way and you see that rich man that was certain he said that there was a rich man and it's certain that he left here and Jesus said it's certain and sure Bless God that he went down that. So you see, this doesn't mean when he said I'll satisfy with a long life, that doesn't mean that we're going to live on through eternity a long time. All of us are going to do that. Sinner and saint, we're going to live in one place. The sinner's going to live in another place. According to the Bible, did you hear me? No, that's talking about life here. That's talking about life here in this life. Bless God with long life will I satisfy him. Praise God forevermore. God said him that set his love upon me with a long life will I satisfy him. Now I know immediately when you say that, somebody said yeah but I knew brother so and so and he was a good Christian he died a certain age I know it but bless God I know Jesus and I know God and I know the word of God that can't lie praise God forevermore I don't know whether he believed what he said or what Jesus said or what God said I don't know whether he knew he was the God that's more than enough he might have thought he just half enough bless God I know he's more than enough you know the devil almost defeated me here in this area 
You see, I was born, I intended to give him a testimony tonight, and God led in a different way. But I was born 58 years ago this past August in the city of McKinney, Texas, born prematurely, born with a deformed heart, never ran, never played like other little children, never jumped, never laughed. I didn't have anything to laugh about, nothing to laugh about. I'm afflicted. I can't run, I can't jump, and then I got to die, the doctor said. 15 years old, became totally bedfast, and 17 long months on the bed of affliction, 16 months almost to myself. 17th birthday on the bed of affliction you see on the bed of sickness and disease my body became practically totally paralyzed and my blood was the color of a pale orange one of the five doctors said I had an incurable blood disease if you didn't have the heart condition if you didn't have the paralysis this incurable blood disease alone would proved to be fatal to you. Just go down the middle of the road and stay ready to go. Well, I was ready to go as far as being saved was concerned, but I wasn't just ready to go right that minute, you know. I wanted to stay here a little while longer. The desire to live is strong in the heart of the young. And so I got into the Bible because my heart told me, oh, if we could learn to follow our spirits, how much better off we'd be. My spirit told me, my inward man told me, there was help for me and I didn't have to die. And I found it in his word, bless God, and prayed the prayer of faith for myself just to 16 year old boy just six days before my 17th birthday and walked off the bed of affliction my paralysis disappeared like a snowball in a hot August sunshine and blessed be God I, I was healed and so I got up and walked around and didn't tell my family because you see they thought I was losing my mind over the Bible and wanted to discourage me in it you see uh, and they said oh that's been done away with you know the Lord didn't heal nowadays but I found out it did and believed it did and got it praise God and so I said to my mama you see I got up one day and walked around the room I got up the next day and walked around the room you see when they didn't know it amen and then I said to mama this second night I said now I want you to lay out my clothes I'm going to get up and go to the breakfast table now you know what you're doing son yeah I said I know what I'm doing and after much persuasion I got her to lay out my clothes and so I got up and fully dressed myself you see and just two days before I couldn't even bathe myself Two days before, Mama had to bathe me. But bless God, 48 hours later, I dressed myself. Hallelujah. Bathe myself. Dress myself. Hallelujah. And I'm sitting there in my chair waiting. Because, you see, we, our home was broken. We live with my grandparents on my mother's side of the family. And so uh, you can just rest assured, Grandpa gets up early. He's out sitting in the porch swing on the front porch, you see. Uh, this is 1934, you know. And when you hear that old porch swing screak, as he gets up out of it and heads back, you know, through the house to the dining room, you know it's 7.30 a.m. There's no use setting your watch. Amen. Or even looking at it. If you look at it, it don't say 7.30, you better set it. Because it's 7.30. He runs on schedule, you see. And so I sat there till I knew that he was there in the dining room. We had, a, you know, a breakfast nook and so on, but it wasn't big enough. There's too many of us. So we ate every meal in the dining room. And, and so I waited till I was sure that they got set down real good, you see. And I walked out of my bedroom, across another bedroom, and into the dining room, and, and pulled back a chair and sat down at the empty spot where I should have been all the time. And Grandpa looked up and said, Is Lazarus raised up? Is <laughs> Is the dead raised? He said. I said, yes, the Lord raised me up. 
he said, well, ask the blessing. And so I blessed the food. <laughs> and then he said to, to my grandmother, you know, get a plate. There's no plate set there. And the silverware. And we ate. You know how you eat pretty fast and you don't talk so much. And you didn't talk at grandpa's table. Not if you're children or young people especially. You just didn't talk. And he never was much of a fellow to talk. And if your children went there and talked, you wouldn't last long. Because, <laughs> because he had just stopped eating and, and just put his knife and fork down and looked right at you till you shut up. <laughs> and that gets embarrassing after a while, you see. And so no, nothing, maybe granny and mama might have said a few words to one another, but otherwise there's no words spoken at the table. And I got through eating, you see, a little, uh, a couple of three pieces of bacon and a couple of eggs, you see, and a few good hot biscuits, you know, and a glass of milk. And, and then I got up from the table and went back to my bedroom. I'm fully clothed. I said to myself, well, I'll lie down here across the bed. Mama will be in here about eight or a little bit after, you see, to make up the bed. And when she comes in, I'll go out and sit on the porch swing till about 10. And at 10 o'clock, I'm going to walk uptown, you know, to the county courthouse square. And, and so I lay down across the bed. Well, having uh, been used to sleeping later, you see, they just let me sleep as long as I wanted. I, I dozed off to sleep. But expecting Mama to come into the room, I suddenly woke up. I thought she'd come into the room. It was 8 o'clock. I know because I looked at the clock. You know, the Bible said watch and pray. And so I'm a great one to do that, you know. Watch while I pray. And, and, and so I looked at the clock. It's 8 o'clock. But I, 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 I recognize a presence in the room. You see, I thought Mama would come into it. But I looked around and I couldn't see anybody. There is nobody in the room. But I heard a voice. Here's what it sounded like. To me it was audible. As audible as the voice of any man that's spoken here tonight. Or any of the singers that have sung. The voice said, For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time. And then vanisheth away. And then there was a pause. And the voice said. And today. Thou shalt surely die. And then the voice ceased. Supernatural? Yes. God? No. But I didn't know. And you see there. In my mind then. Thoughts flying faster than machine gun bullets can fly. The devil said, I didn't know it, but I recognize it now. Now you see, because before I'd seen divine healing, I'd prayed, dear Lord, when I go, help me to, to know ahead of time, so I'll have time to tell everybody goodbye. <laughs> so he said, now you see, healing's right. You've been healed. All your family knows you've been healed. You've got up and walked. Your premises disappeared. You've sat out to breakfast table and eat, eaten with them. But, devil side, he'd quote a little scripture, misquote it really, take it out of its setting. It's appointed unto man once to die, and after this the judgment, and your appointed time has come to die, and God moved in this supernatural way to tell you to get you ready. You're going to die today. Well, I knew those were scriptures that were quoted to me. James said, what is your life? Isaiah said, you know, to Hezekiah, set thy house in order for the day thou shalt surely die. And so I thought God standing right there in that room. And I tipped, I got up off the bed and tiptoed across the room. And I sat down in a chair by a window and waited from ten minutes after eight in the morning time till two-thirty in the afternoon waiting to die. I had butterflies in my stomach. Not that I was scared to die, but the flesh recoils from death. 
God didn't make us for death. Lunchtime came. Mama said, lunch is ready. Come and eat. I said, no, Mama, I'm not hungry. The very smell of the food as it wafted through the house made me sick at my stomach. Finally, she brought a tray in there to my chair and said, I brought this to you. No, I said, take it away. The smell of it makes me sick. What's wrong with you? I wouldn't tell her. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer, the Kenneth E. Hagan Legacy Bible. It's bound in beautiful black genuine leather, contains a collection of 26 lessons on faith and the harmony of the four Gospels. But wait, that's not where this offer stops. If you buy the Bible for $129.95, Kenneth and Lynette will give you the three CD series from Kenneth Hagan, Keys to the Greater Glory, Kenneth E. Hagan's single CD, The Reality of Heaven and Hell, and finally, Kenneth E. Hagan's DVD entitled Bring Back the King. These three resources are retailed at $42.95, but are free with the purchase of this Bible. Call toll-free. 1-888-FAITH-99 Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99 You can also order online at rhema.org That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G rhema.org Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126 Tulsa, Oklahoma 74150 we always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Talk about partnering with us. Yes. We have so many great partners out there, and, and I want to tell you, uh, you, you help us. Without you, that's we right. couldn't make it. Now, somebody said, well, what is a word partner? Well, that's somebody that prays for us regularly. And somebody that sends in at least a month, once a month, uh, whatever they can That's right. in, an offering. In, in offering to help us to keep this telecast and help us keep Rama going. And so that's 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 what a Word Partner Club is. And if you would like to be a Word Partner Club member with us, well, you can go to rama.org/wpc and all the information's there and how to become a partner. And we really thank you. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue Kenneth E. Hagan's life-changing teaching. That's next time on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.